Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Yes, and welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow as we take yet another stab into the bag of expired fun dip that is the 2020 experience. Did you enjoy that image? I know I did. Protests have continued across the country in response to episodes of unchecked police violence over the past month. Calls to defund and even abolish the police have grown louder and louder in our country, causing national politicians to realize that they might actually have to do something about this other than release a strongly worded statement to the media, which, as we all know, is our country's first line of defense against atrocities. I am truly enjoying the verbal gymnastics being given by senators and Congress critters right now across the nation. Democratic politicians have spent the last week and a half giving every indication that they stand with the protesters, while at the same time dismissing the notion that we need to defund the police or do anything drastic like that. You know, the part that requires actual work and action. You know, they'll wear the kente scarf and kneel for a photo op, but that's where they draw the line. Even Bernie Sanders. Uncle Bernie has finally shown how he was able to be an incumbent politician for decades by minimizing the need to defund the police. Well done, earning your merit badge there, Bernie. I know you're one of the boys. Not trying to call out Bernie specifically, but just want to hold him up as emblematic of the whole issue. So understand that I understand the real politique of the situation. The police are such a large and pervasive force in our country that trying to take power away from them on a national scale would be political suicide. And depending on how corrupt the specific agency is and what state you're in, literal suicide. It's almost as if broad systemic change on every level is necessary if we're going to see any meaningful progress in America, but that's a rant for another time. And uh, for the record, do I, Corbin, personally think that the concept of police in America should be abolished? No, no, I don't think so. But I do not think that they need so much goddamn money. They don't need the money and they don't need the surplus military gear and they don't need all that shit. The NYPD received $11 billion in its budget this year. $11 billion. I don't even need to tell you how much that is in Mortal Kombat 11 copies. That shit is simply ridiculous. So that is just one of the main battles that must be fought moving forward. Of course, I already know generally how this is going to go. The Democrats will push for some stupid symbolic bullshit like an extra three months of police sensitivity training or body cams that no one will use while the Republicans piss all over it because that's what Republicans do. And then Trump will tweet that Antifa is trying to destroy mayonnaise or something. And the circle of life will continue. And this conversation is going to continue and it's not going to go away anytime soon as yet another black man was killed by the police in a shootout this past weekend. Rayshard Brooks fell asleep in his car at a drive-thru in Wendy's in Atlanta, uh, where he was confronted by police officers. Mr. Brooks attempted to take control of an officer's taser and use it on another officer, which 
you already know how the rest of the story goes. Tale as old as time by this point. How fucked up is this country where I don't even have to finish the story for you to know the ending? So, the incident caused the Atlanta chief of police to resign and the officers involved to be suspended and put on administrative leave, so at least they're learning to not cover it up before handing out their slaps on the wrist, which I guess is something resembling progress. Uh, The Wendy's was also later burned down because, of course, it was. But it's worth noting that, like nearly every other instance of arson during this period of protests and resistance, uh, the fires were set by white people. Hey, white people! Just a quick thing from a fellow white person. I know that you've spent literally your entire life, well, at least starting with your adolescence, probably, unless you were one of those weird kids who started fires. I know that you spent literally your entire life waiting for the moment that you could cosplay Rage Against the Machine or V for Vendetta or Fight Club or whatever the hell civilization is burning down type movie thing, media thing that you want to replicate, get your yayas out. But hey, maybe not right now, huh? Just listen to the new Run the Jewels album and call it good. Just just say say that you did and say that you helped. We don't need the burning shit right now, especially when the mainstream media is working triple overtime trying to find ways to demonize the protests so that they can get their precious both sides have bad apples narrative that they love so much to ensure that we continue to stagnate. You see, you can't scare a white middle America into compliance when all the protesters are respecting their fellow humans and singing and leading group chants. That's not scary. How can we manufacture support for the police when the protesters insist on being so damn civil? So, you know, they got to talk about the scary anarchists in Seattle who are doing fuck all or loop the same videos of things on fire from a couple weeks ago to keep Eunice and Elmer clutching their firearms and voter ballots. Same as it ever was. All they want is another Wendy's or Target or Starbucks or some other sacred cow of white corporate America to go up in flames so they can keep pressing the fear button. And if we've learned anything from coronavirus, the only way to mobilize conservative America is to prevent them from getting their frappuccinos at a convenient time and location. And if you couldn't tell by now, yes, I have completely given the fuck up on making this show apolitical. Rest in peace, Corbin Resolution number 1951. To celebrate, here's more tunes. This is Namdi and his song, Flowers to My Demons. I'm public, I'm a happy tree I'm a rose, paint a pretty bitch Shout out little B But I know what the city needs I can hear her speak I don't like you, I invite you You're my allergy I can feel so damn indecisive when it comes to me I don't know what this feeling means My reflection screams I don't like you Uninvite you, you're my allergy I send flowers to my demons If this microphone could see me Staring sideways at my fears I still shower with my demons I'm not afraid like it 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing upstart Chicago multi-genre artist Namdi, N-N-A-M-D-I, and his new song Flowers to My Demons off his new album Brat. Great album. Next, we had Shamir Bailey and his latest single, On My Own. And finally, we had Nicole Atkins and her song, Domino. Although America is moving at a snail's pace with actual national policing policy, at least we're finally putting a pin in the legacy of the Confederacy and white supremacy in our country. At least I can sleep a little better at night knowing that. Confederate flags, statues to Confederate soldiers and conquistadors, and longtime symbolic bigotry is being burned out of countless institutions across America, from NASCAR events to military bases to the NFL finally deciding that I guess it's okay to kneel during the national anthem. Sorry, Colin Kaepernick. Hallelujah, a Christmas miracle. It's a series of symbolic victories in a country that thrives off symbolic victories. Don't get me wrong. I am thrilled to see that the NFL finally feels confident enough to alienate the racist fans by endorsing kneeling. I am thrilled to see the Statue of Columbus lose its head. I'm thrilled to see right-wing pickup truck monster energy drink crushing meatheads be crushed to discover that Rage Against the Machine wasn't writing music for them. It's all good stuff. Very tickled pink. We even got Gone with the Wind off of HBO Max. Hell yeah, I'm elated about that. I hate that goddamn movie. Fuck Gone with the Wind. Fuck Clark Gable and fuck Vivian Lee's shitty ass accent. Ashley, Ashley, Pfft, fuck yourself. It's about time we knock that piece of shit movie off its stupid pedestal. Into the bargain bin with birth of a nation with you, I say. So many good things happening in our culture right now as a response to the protests. There's even a petition going around right now to replace Robert E. Lee's statue in Richmond, Virginia with a statue of Odorous Arungus from Guar, which I love. But just for the record... And I say this as a halfway Guar fanboy. If you're going to replace the statue of Robert E. Lee with a statue of Guar, you have to commit to the premise. If the statue does not constantly blast death metal riffs at 5000 decibels while shooting blood and piss at nearby pedestrians, it's not a goddamn tribute to Guar. Give the people of Virginia what they deserve. Regular statue? No, that's a half measure. Commit to the blood and piss premise. Go full Guar. Do not sully the memory of Odorous Arungus. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, no more Confederate flags. Hooray. Or boo-hoo, I guess. Oh no. However on earth will young kids from the South learn about their blessed heritage, other than the whitewashed mega-units about the Civil War taught in middle schools across the country, or from their racist Uncle Craig? They could always learn from Craig. Newsflash, shitheads. The Confederacy is not a heritage. It's not treasured American history. It's a pox. It's a blemish. It's America's five-year mullet, and the sooner that we bury it and crush its memory as a nation, the better. You don't see Germans bringing Nazi flags to sports events. You don't see Rwanda reenacting clashes between the Hutus and the Tutsis. You don't see Japanese movies romanticizing the people who participated in the rape of Nan King and making Vivian Lee play them. So why the fuck do we get a pass? American exceptionalism is so pervasive that even our villains and rebels get statues and holidays and buildings named after them. What logic is that? Will knocking these statues down and banning the Confederate flag solve the problems of systemic racism and brutality in our country? Most assuredly not. Probably not. But it does take away the reinforcement 
in some racists' heads that their views are somehow condoned by our society by leaving these relics around. So, good. Soon all they'll have will be Chick-fil-A and Kid Rock concerts, and that will be what God intended. Here's more tunes.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Shilpa Ray's new song, Manic Pixie Dream Cunt, which is a fantastic song title, in my humble opinion. Next, we had Pompoco and their song Praise. Love Pompoco. Finally, we had Shit Kid out of Sweden and their track Get Jealous off their album Duo Limbo. Duo Limbo is a fun little album that came out earlier this year. It's a five-song EP. The first side is the five songs on the EP sung in English. The other side are those same five songs sung in Swedish. Very neat, very fun. Love shit, kid. So, if you're anything like me, your mental health has spent most of this year hanging out in the gutter. It can be a bit hard to find your center when the world has melted into a molten ball of dysfunctional stress. The economy is in the toilet, you're unemployed, the domestic order of the country is imploding, Donald Trump exists, social distancing policies have obliterated the concept of casual dating, social media is a sensationalist trash fire, all your clothes are out of fashion, you can't stop gaining weight, you have no health insurance, everything feels completely and utterly meaningless, you drafted badly in your fantasy football dynasty league. Hold on one second. Okay, we're good. We're good. Just had to give a little scream into the official Corbin versus the world stress pillow available now for the low, low price of 1000 Bitcoin. I'm doing great, I promise. But there's great news on the horizon, my friends. His Holiness the Dalai Lama has announced that he will be releasing his first ever musical album next month on his 85th birthday. The album will be called Inner World and it will be released July 6th just in time to rescue us from the despair of whatever the fuck else happens between now and then. It is a collection of mantras, prayers, and conversations featuring the Dalai Lama himself set to new age ambient grooves. It's a result of a five-year collaboration between the Dalai Lama and Junelle and Abraham Kunin, a pair of married musicians from New Zealand. It was created after Janelle Kunin reached out to the Dalai Lama via letter after finding out that there was no real musical accompaniment to the Dalai Lama's teachings. And since he is the grooviest person alive, the Dalai Lama decided to make this dream a reality. This is also, to my knowledge, the first full album of recorded music to be released by a major religious figure since Pope John Paul II's experimental noise album back in the 70s with Lou Reed. Uh, You can find a track from the album on most platforms already, Uh, And that track is called Compassion. It's a great track if you're trying to get into that blissful, neutral headspace or if you just miss hanging out in the stores that sell the Buddha figures at the mall. It's got a little something for everyone. So here's hoping it can help us all find our little island of bliss as we plunge deeper and deeper into 2020's Heart of Darkness. Here's more tunes.
Yeah.
turn back around Turn back around Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing a new track by the Republic Tigers, great Kansas City band, and their new song, Falco Peregrinus. Next, we heard Human Love and their song, Goldmine. And finally, we had Westerman and his song, Blue Comanche. 
So, friendos, we are wrapping up this episode of Corbin versus the World. I am letting you all know that there will not be a new episode next week. I am taking a little bit of a sabbatical vacation for mental health reasons. Uh, but I will be back the following week. So do not despair. Do not cry. Do not you fret. I will return, as I always do, with all the piss and vinegar that this show deserves. So we're going to be closing out this show with some more lovely tracks, some thumpy, thumpy, bassy, bassy dance, dance tracks to bring up that mood. In the meantime, be sure to check out all of the fun social media aspects of Corbin versus the world. Be sure to give me a follow at Corbin versus the world on Instagram and at Corbin D. Alba on Twitter. Also, be sure to follow us at NOCO FM on our lovely parent station at NOCO FM, N-O-C-O FM. Also, be sure to go to noco.fm to check out our lovely new stream of music, all in honor of our protests and that fun stuff. Got a bunch of fun new tracks on that stream. Also, check out my blog at www.corbinversestheworld.com to check out a list I published of 99 underdiscovered people of color artists and musicians who you should definitely be checking out so friendos i'm gonna leave you with those dance dance tunes and i will check you two weeks from now we're gonna hear donnie benet and his song mr experience next we're gonna hear baker boy out of australia and his song cool as hell and finally we got a track from vesper and moon king and that song is going to be called seconds from you so friendos i will catch you in a couple weeks appreciate the tunes appreciate you Bye-bye.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.